WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. I can't believe a big league pitcher got suspended six games for hitting a batter in the elbow. Not the head, but the elbow. And the batter was back in the lineup the next night. I want to ban fighting from hockey. You might say, what's the difference? The difference is I want to ban all fighting. Fighting would be an ejection and suspension if it's left up to me. Fighting should not be part of hockey. I bet even all your hardcore baseball experts out there would agree that there's no way to eliminate the pitcher throwing the ball to the batter. Unless you play T-ball, which would probably be okay by a lot of you bleeding heart simpletons. But if the pitcher is going to throw the ball, sometimes it's going to hit the batter. And once you judge intent, well, then you're judging intent. You're reading minds. Hey, if you want to eject every pitcher who hits a batter and suspend that pitcher, at least that would eliminate having to judge intent. Bob Gibson is spinning in his grave, and he's not even dead. Every sport changes, but this doesn't strike me as a natural evolution. This is baseball reflecting the wussification of America. Acuna didn't get beamed. The pitcher didn't fracture his skull. It bruised his elbow. Sometimes you just get hit by a pitch. I heard Tim Kirkjian this AM on ESPN say that baseball is a hard game played by hard men. First off, what's he mean by hard men? I'm assuming he means tough. And Yeah, okay. If you're going to suspend a pitcher six games for hitting a batter in the elbow, then there's only one word to describe baseball, and I'm going to spell it out for you. S-A-W-F-T. Soft! Let me ask all you baseball purists this question. Let's say Max Scherzer had drilled that Acuna with that pitch. He would not have got suspended for one game. People would have talked about how competitive he is. This rookie, he's hitting home runs, leading off every game. Who's this punk think he is? Max Scherzer put him in his place. You think Justin Verlander would have got suspended for even a game? How about Chris Sale? How about Jacob DeGrom? No, no, and no. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, Mike White, who covers high school sports for the Post-Gazette says that Joey Porter Jr., who plays at North Allegheny High School, is thinking about going to LSU. He plays Fortnite with Juju and laughs about not enough trash talking in high school football. Hey, Joey Jr., that's not what I heard about trash talking in high school football. Seven-on-seven scrimmage. North Allegheny, North Hills, Mars. That ring a bell? I heard you were running your big yapper. And only etiquette keeps me from saying what it was you said, because after all, 
you're a high school kid. But it sounds to me like you're well on your way to being a mascot just like your father. What is the deal with with Mike Tomlin's kids hanging out with Le'Veon Bell and Joey Porter's kid hanging out with Juju Smith-Schuster? The kids of the bosses hanging out with the employees? You don't think that skews perspective at all? I sure think it does. That's just unhealthy. Sorry, but that's unhealthy. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I wasn't even going to hint at that story, but then when you got Joey Porter Jr. saying there's not enough trash talking in high school football, hey, Jr., there's not supposed to be trash talking in high school football. You're high school kids. I had breakfast at DeLuca's and Robinson today. Great stuff. My my bank burned to the ground here in Green Tree, Commonwealth Bank. So I got to go to the Robinson branch. So I may be having breakfast at DeLuca's occasionally because it's it's right by the bank. Anyway, uh, four super hot girls walked in. I mean, super hot. Wearing workout clothes, skin tight, and each of them ordered waffles with blueberries. Or like chocolate chip pancakes, whipped cream all over everything, syrup all over everything, and they just scarfed it down. I looked at them in these tight workout clothes, and I'm like, how do they eat that and still look like that? This one girl I know, Shannon Klein, I met her at a deck hockey rink, but now she's too hot to hang out at deck hockey rinks. I follow her Twitter. And she always tweets stuff like, whenever I'm at the gym, all I can think about is hibachi. Or, so pumped for Kennywood and all the food I'm going to eat. Meantime, she looks like she stepped off the cover of a fitness magazine. And I'm thinking, shut up. I doubt any of the four hot girls from DeLuca's are listening. But if one is, she's thinking, I wonder, is he talking about us? And then she's, ah, oh, that's so sweet if he is. And then she's, but isn't he big, fat, and ugly? Yes, I am big, fat, and ugly. I was the one who wasn't eating chocolate chip pancakes with whipped cream. Some people eat that and it just goes right through them. By the way, uh, I went to the cardiologist today. The, uh, well-respected Dr. Mark Greathouse of uh, St. Clair Hospital Services. My heart is functioning at the same capacity it was when we last looked in. My blood pressure is fine. My EKG is fine. I got to get my sleep apnea situation straightened out. But uh, here's this is a boring story, but bear with me. Because I'm sure many of you have to deal with crap like this when you deal with insurance companies. I switched uh, healthcare providers for for my uh, cardiology. And we have switched insurance providers in the interim here at uh, iHeartMedia. The ironically named iHeart, Heart, get it, media in this case. So uh, I got diagnosed with sleep apnea like 15 years ago, but I stopped using the CPAP because it's so uncomfortable. And now Dr. Greathouse thinks I should start to use it again because of my age. And I can't figure out how to get it working 
and I can't figure out how to clean it. And my new insurance company's not helping me at all, like with, you know, reassigning me, you know, to somebody who can help me. So I'm going to enter the whole process over again. I'm going to do a sleep study at St. Clair and just do the whole thing from beginning to end. But it shouldn't be that hard, should it? But you know what? Insurance today, medical care today, all that crap, the minutia of life, as I often complain about, it really is that hard. Steeler defense. I can't believe nobody's called to talk about the impending doom. You know why? Because you know they're in trouble. You know that defense doesn't pick it up and in a big way. They're an 8-8 eight eight team. A non-playoff team. Won't win the division. It is so easy to envision the Steelers losing to just about anybody. If that defense plays against nearly anybody like it did last night. The secondary will wander around like cattle. You ever look at a pasture with cows? They kind of just wander around aimlessly. They bump into each other. They're looking at the ground, not even up. You know, a car drives right by, all the idiots open the windows and yell out, moo. Because people still do do that. I do that. And the cows don't even flinch. That's what the Steelers' secondary looked like last night. A bunch of cows in a pasture. Just horribly bad. Again, Terrell Edmonds was kind of exemplary. He was always around the ball, but Green Bay always had it when he was there. Although, to be fair, forced a fumble, recovered a fumble, made a couple good plays on special teams. That kid's got something. He just got to refine it and be consistent. And I think he will, and he better do it quick. Because you talk about that defense improving so they can have the team they hope to have. So the offense could play like the offense is capable. It'll mean something because the defense doesn't stink and the defense won't give games away. Artie Burns ain't going to get that much better. He's not. Third year in the league, he is what he is. Sean Davis, same thing. Third year in the league, he is what he is. Joe Hayden, great veteran, still pretty good. Past his prime. Still pretty good past his prime. Morgan Burnett, perfect for that team, kind of that hybrid safety. He'll do good, but he ain't Troy Pulamalu. Inside backers out not stink. They flat out stink. You know, Vince Williams, boy, what an ass he's going to look like because Shazier made him. Without Shazier, he's nothing, and he's shown he's nothing. And I still think by season's end, Maybe by the middle of the season, he's barely going to get on the field. Although he might, because Bostic looked even worse last night than I think Vince is going to. And Tyler Matakiewicz, you know, he's just a mess when he's available. Just a mess. Point being, you look at all the people that could pick their games up and get that defense to a better point than it looks to be headed. The only name I can really come up with is Terrell Edmonds. You tell me otherwise. That's the only name I could really come up with. And even though he didn't do great last night, he did good enough that there is hope for him and for the Steelers in that regard. But what if they won't let him? What if, like always, always, only a rookie, got to break him in slow, blah, blah, blah. And all that crap, all the Steelers' way of doing stuff with young players, with rookies, with not doing stuff radical, all the stuff they do that they've done for so long, they might want to reconsider and fast-track some stuff 
because Ben ain't playing forever. And Bell is leaving at year's end. You know, I'm legitimately worried about the Steelers. Worried on your behalf for the Steelers. I mean, not really concerned at all personally, but 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 think about it. You got a defense that looks just horrific. Tell me it doesn't. Call up and tell me it doesn't. That defense looks horrific. And I'm telling you, Bell's gonna suck. Well, be mediocre. He's gonna come to camp late. He's already got one foot out the door. He's not gonna be invested. As good as Ben is, as good as A B is, as good as that offensive line is. There's a lot of things pointing the Steelers downhill. And I don't know what can be done to correct that, especially on defense. 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. This is one of those two-chin strap, bring the duct tape type of affairs. What the? They're going to make us play a wild card game. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. The X at 105.9. Super genius on the X, 412-333-9939. Don't forget the River Hans are at home tomorrow night. They're in second place in the USL's Eastern Division. Coach Bob Lilly will join me at 515. Quite a defensive record for the River Hans this year. They've played 22 games. They've only allowed 11 goals. They've played 12 home games and only allowed two goals. That is quite amazing. Let's go now to... Pete on the road. Pete, you're on with the super genius. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Madden. Yep. As far as this five-game suspension over this elbow hit. Six games. I mean, maybe my memory's a little off here, but did not Cole Hamels of the Phillies drill Bryce Harper in his rookie season, kind of like saying, hey, kid, welcome to the league? Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't remember, but uh, I'm sure that, that things like that have happened. I don't know why. People are rallying around Acuna like this. And all the old, musty baseball writers are saying, it's not right that this pitcher threw at Acuna because he's good. Well, that's been happening since the beginning of baseball. Pitchers have always tried to dust off guys who were good, who might have been on a hot streak. And that's all that happened here. And the overreaction to it is just nauseating. And I reiterate... if if it's that had been now. if that uh, thank you for the call, if that had been Max Scherzer, if that had been Jacob Degrom, if that had been a pitcher of any note, not only would he not have been suspended, there would have been minimal, minimal fuss about it. Let's go to Jason in the car. Jason, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Hi, Jason. Hey, I I agree with a lot of your concerns about the Steelers' defense, but. I don't know how you can say Artie Burns in year three has already reached his peak. I mean, cornerback's one of the toughest positions to transition from college. To I NFL. disagree wholeheartedly. Why is it one of the toughest? I just think that the speed of the game in college. Or in yeah, college but the job's exactly the same. And the, the defensive schemes are tougher. I don't know. I just bro, you're making football sound a lot tougher than it is, and making cornerback a lot tougher than it is. You just cover your guy. Right, but I just think, I mean, the receivers are a lot bigger. They're a lot more physical. And plus, the Steelers basically waste everyone's rookie year anyway, so he's, you know, almost a year behind in year three. I, I think he can get a lot better. Yeah, I don't think he will, and I see no uh, no sign that he will. I mean, what are you seeing from him that suggests he'll get a lot better? I don't know. I mean, I don't 
read a lot in the preview. I just think a lot of cornerbacks around the league they haven't. So, in other words, what you're three. what you're predicting for Artie Burns is based on nothing tangible. Well, it's ba- based on other good cornerbacks around the league. Okay, so so year. no, answer my question. It's based on nothing yeah. tangible. What do you mean based on good cornerbacks around the league? I just talked about Jalen Ramsey, first round pick, same draft year, All Pro last year. Well, yeah, but I think guys like Jalen Ramsey are special. I think guy like Artie Burns <laughs> is just good. Bro, you have nothing on your side to suggest you're right. I have that mess, that that Hiroshima explosion last night that indicts everybody who played on that defense. Hey, I, I think Artie shows flashes. You know what? You know what's frustrating? How does Artie Burns, by everyone's estimation, bro, how does he do such a good job covering Antonio Brown in practice? Then he gets lit up by lesser talents in games. I don't know. Probably Antonio Brown talks the whole practice and gets them all fired up. I don't know. Yeah, boy, there's a lot about football you mythologize, and you said almost nothing of any information, but thank you for the call. How do you know he's going to get better? I just think he's going to get better. Maybe he will. I don't know any better either. Maybe he will. But like I said, plenty of cornerbacks have arrived by their third year. And let's not forget, Artie Burns is a first-round pick. Late first-round, 25th pick in 2016, but he is a first-round pick. Let's go to RJ and Glenshaw. RJ, you're on with Double M. Hello, RJ. Let's go to Jason in the car. Jason, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Uh, Yeah, after watching that debacle last night, this team is one injury of Bell or Ben or Brown away from being... You know, an under 500 team as bad as that defense looked. Well, uh, yeah, but but I I think if the defense looked better and Ben got hurt, they'd be an under 500 team anyway. Oh no doubt. But I mean, they are, last year was pretty precarious. They they got lucky that the offense was able to bail them out of some bad performances. But you know, the defense looks like it could even be worse, and they're not getting any help coming. And you know, well, well, uh, well that that's my point, Jason. And uh, answer this question for me. If the defense is going to get fixed, how's it going to get fixed, and who's going to fix it? I mean, I don't see any help this year other than Edmonds hopefully having a great, you know, rookie campaign. But you're relying on guys like Bud Dupree, who's a fourth or fifth year guy who's never been much. You're relying on Artie Burns to somehow become a shutdown corner, Sean Davis to step into a new position. There's a lot of assumptions there. And when you assume, you make an ass of you and me. Let's go to Nick in the car. Nick, you're on with Mark. Um, so going, going back to the Steelers' defense, what do you think the best alternative is in order to fix the dilemma that we are having? I watched the game last night. First off, I think you've got to play Terrell Edmonds as a regular right away because his upside gives you a chance to get better, whereas the other guys progressing at the pace they are or aren't doesn't help you much. And what I would do, too, is, and people are going to laugh at me for this, you know that dollar defense they're talking about? I would okay. use that 70% of the time. I would force the other team to run the ball. I would make them get away from their comfort zone, get away from their passing, see if you could stupefy them into making mistakes. I, I think that's a that's a great idea. I think moving Sean, Sean Davis, like you said, I, I think he's average at best. Artie Burns isn't going to have any more potential pass where he's at. Like you said, he'll show Now, now to be play. clear, you got to play those guys. No, I agree. But we just, with given the talent we have, I don't think there's really any alternative that we can really 
make our defense stand out. We were so reliant upon Shazier, and now that he's gone, I think we're just kind of in a uh, kind of on a downhill slope right now. You know, we knew Shazier was good. It took us quite a while to realize how good and the impact he had on that defense. He was not only the best player on that defense before it got hurt, he was the best player by such a wide margin and the guy who glued the whole defense together. And we should have realized that right away, perhaps, but it became more evident every game he was missed last year. And now that the team has lost all the adrenaline and the momentum from how good that defense was when Shazier played, now it's evident that he was the man, and whoever was second was a very distant second. We got Rick on hold. Rick, please do stay on hold. It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9. X, and now the super genius, Mark Madden. what's up, man? Legalizing something and doing it to the point of being stupid are two different things, stupid. The X at 105.9. You know what I might do in the 5 o'clock hour? I have Bob Lilly, the River Hans coach on at 5.15. I might do Ask Mark Anything for the entire last half hour of the show. You know, I have people ask me why not do a pro wrestling segment or a English Premier League segment or a classic rock segment. I don't know. I think I mix those things in in very limited amounts on the program proper. And don't forget, Monday the show will be ruined uh, because Liverpool play at Crystal Palace in the second game of the English Premier League season during the show. You know what that means, and depending on your prerogative, it's either real good or real bad. And I don't give a rat's ass either way. I'm getting some tweets saying I'm being too pessimistic about the Steelers, and in particular their defense. Am I? Am I really being too pessimistic? And I and I get notes like, well, James Washington played well. Yeah, except he doesn't play defense. And he made good plays against guys that will be bagging groceries in a couple weeks. And no matter how good he plays, he's not going to get on the field. Well, I I take that back. He'll probably be the number three receiver. Well, James Conner ran well, people tweeting. Okay, but once Lev Bell shows up, James Conner won't get on the field. And I don't think he's good enough to be a number one running back in the league. Not now and not after Le'Veon Bell leaves. I found it interesting that Craig Wolfley said earlier that he expects Washington, excuse me, that he expects uh, James Conner to get twice as many carries this year as last. With all due respect to Wolf, I don't see that. I, I think they're going to run Bell till the wheels fall off because after this year, his wheels won't be parked in Pittsburgh. Now, if, if Bell gets hurt, that's a different story. I said myself that James Hargrave played real well. Excuse me, Javon Hargrave played real well, but he's supposed to. I said Terrell Edmonds played well, and he kind of did. He was always around the ball. But uh, how about when uh, the touch, the, the touch, uh, the tight end for Green Bay, Graham, went over Edmonds for that touchdown? I didn't realize Graham was that tall. He's like what six five, six six. He didn't even give Edmonds a chance. Edmonds was kind of where he needed to be on that play. It's a game for the bigger and stronger. On that play, Graham was bigger and won the moment because of that. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. My God, Graham's 6'7", 267. That is one big tight end. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know how the Steelers fix the D. Maybe they will. It's certainly tough to say they will or even be optimistic that they will after that mess last night. Let's go to Rick in Dormont. Rick, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. I agree with you. The Acuna thing has been blown just far, far out of proportion. But um, I think it's incredibly gutless to throw at a guy. I think it should be out of the game, and I think maybe that's the move that they're trying to make here. I think it is is gutless to throw at a guy. I think one of the most cowardly acts in sports is when a pitcher throws a baseball at a batter because the batter's totally defenseless. Right, and and with the guys throwing 98 now, you almost have no time to get out of the way there. Well, and, and, I, and I heard all this technical mumbo-jumbo this morning from guys like Tim Kirkjian saying that uh, that Urena uh, threw a, a four-seam fastball, which runs in on the batter. And if he'd wanted just to hit him, he should have thrown a two-seamer because those go straight. And, and it would have, uh, excuse me, not hit him, but knock him down, brush him back, that he should have right. thrown a two-seamer. That, that stuff like that just is nonsensical. If he wanted to hit him, so what? All he did was hit him in the elbow. I'm surprised that um, after, you know, in the 60s when Tony Caligliaro lost his career to something like this, they haven't tried to push it out of the game back then even. Uh, well, that was a long time ago. Do you recall who hit him? Uh, Jack. Oh, Jack geez, Hamilton. Jack, Jack Hamilton. Right. California Angels, correct? Yeah, that's right. I think it's terrific that I know who hit Tony Canigliaro with the pitch in, I think it was 1970? Uh, yeah, yeah, he put probably was in the league for a couple years at that and, point. And I couldn't name the starting lineup for any team but the Pirates in <laughs> current MLB. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you this. Sure. If that would have been a star pitcher like a Justin Verlander that would have hit Acuna, would he have been suspended? I disagree with you here, Mark, because a star pitcher would just get the guy out. Uh, really? Because I know a lot of star pitchers used to get pissed off like Bob Gibson and knock people's you-know-what's-in-the-dirt all the time. And I hate that, too, because they're looked at to be tough guys, but they're not. They're just gutless for throwing at guys. I know that, but do you think that a star pitcher like Justin Verlander would have got suspended for hitting a Cuna? Let, let's say no, it's the same not. pitch, absolutely same not. situation. Right. Does Verlander get suspended? No, no way. You're right. He does yeah, not. Green is a nobody. 412-333-9939. I'm trying to find a list of Major League Baseball suspensions, but all I can find is for performance-enhancing drugs. That figures you. Enhance your performance, you get suspended. You hit somebody. Wait, what's this say? Nope, that's a, that's a PED suspension list, too. Let's go to Ben on the road. Ben, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How you doing, Mark? Um, I was talking about, I was listening to you talk about your uh, what people are calling pessimism, and and I'm kind of with you, although I, I'm trying to look at it as optimism, uh, optimism uh, in the sense that, hypothetically, if the Eagles, or the, I'm sorry, the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, second and third string, would have got stopped by the Steelers' defense, would any necessary changes be made at all? In other words, isn't it a good thing that we got blown out in a meaningless game so that any changes that could be made can or would be made? How? I don't know. I don't know how. But I also <laughs> well, that's know certainly that. a healthy way of looking at it. In other words, it's good they showed us that we stink because if we didn't know we stink, we wouldn't know what to correct. 
Well, that's how I felt about the entire last year. I felt the defense got inflated by our high-powered offense, you know, much like, you know, something like the New England Patriots. They they have enough defense to get by, but that's because every time Tom Brady gets the ball, he scores, but just much like Ben. And I feel like not a lot of changes are being made when it's, when it's already too late uh, for that very same reason. I think if all, any of the holes on our D can be exposed, now the time to do it. I You know, I'd be fine with us going 0-4 oh if I felt that, you know, Tomlin – could actually really open up some vision into what needs to be done um, because I don't think we've really ever seen much be done since he's been here as far as, uh, you know, adjustments and things like that to get that defense cranking. Good call. Thank you for the call. Uh, unless I really missed something here, I'm, I, I find the list of Major League Baseball suspensions uh, dating back to last season. It might interest you to know that Urena is the first pitcher to be suspended for throwing at a hitter this year. So you telling me that a pitcher is not thrown at a batter with intent all season long? Urena was the first, and damn it, he must be stopped because he's a one-man menace, a threat to all the great players in the league? Come on. Come on. He got suspended because ESPN and all the guardians of baseball made a big fuss over it. And I reiterate, if he were some nope, if he were a star pitcher instead of some nobody, Eureka would not have been suspended. Sanchez does not get suspended. Verlander does not get suspended. And for the record, the last pitcher to get suspended for throwing at a guy was uh, Michael Fears who I think was on Detroit back then, or was he? Got suspended last September for throwing a pitch at somebody's head. 412-333. He's with Houston back then? Really? Wow. These guys move around so fast. I know he went to Oakland now for their run-in. 412-333-9939. Yes, he was with Houston last year. He stunk. 5.22 5.22 ERA. Let's go to Will. Will, you're on with the Super up? Genius. Double M, what's up? What up? Hey, I've got a very controversial idea for you, but I want to get your thought on it. The defense Okay, before you, before you bring this up, I'm going to guarantee this is stupid. I've never felt yeah. more strongly in my life that something about to be said on this show is going to be stupid. So go ahead. All right. Let's fire Keith Butler and hire a new D coordinator, maybe like Jim Render style. Jim Render style? What do you mean Jim Render style? You know, someone who can beat these guys up, get them some discipline. They're right, running around. Because Jim would really intimidate the Steelers. I mean, no offense to Jim, but I, 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 I'm not sure he could intimidate pro football players at this point in his life. No, I think he could. I don't I think, think he could. Right. And, and, but thank you for fulfilling my prediction that stupidity – would reign supreme, and then hanging up before I can continue to make fun of you, which is probably a good move. Obviously, you, you can't replace the coordinator after the second exhibition game. There's no good reason to do it. You'd be foolish if you did it, and to have to start over with, with organizing your defense would hurt more than even replacing an inferior coordinator would help. Furthermore, I think Keith Butler's a pretty good coordinator. Tom Bradley's there helping him, too. Don't forget that. But you can't polish excrement. 
Let's go to Jared in the car. Jared, you're on with Double M. Hey, what's up, Mark? Big fan. What up? Hey, first off, if that's Clayton Kershaw hitting the batter, there's no way he's being suspended. Absolutely no chance. That's right. Um, it. The other part of this is, with MLB and everything, it, this is what's getting me disinterested in baseball. Jim Tony made the Hall of Fame the other day and played in the exact same era as Barry Bonds, and Barry Bonds has better stats across the board than him in every category. Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame strictly because there's assumptions he took steroids. There's well, and he did, but he never got caught. He never tested. He never got uh, caught. Right. right. But, but Jim Tomey played in the exact same era. He, he well, right, there's the steroids. assumption that Jim Tomey didn't take steroids. And that is an awful big leap of faith, no matter how much he plays the role so well, that big corn-fed white bumpkin. And that's essentially why he's in the Hall of Fame, because he's white. No, he had a lot of home runs. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but so does Barry Bonds. Go to Ryan. Ryan, real quickly, you're on with Double M. Hey, what's up, Double M? What yeah, up? This is the whole thing about the Urena incident. You talked about how he obviously got suspended. So I just kind of want to know, and obviously I'm not denying that guys have been thrown at intentionally. This okay, we lost you, and that's good because it didn't sound like a promising call. 412-333-9939. We'll talk to Bob McLaughlin next on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, how you doing, brother? Hey, double M. Thanks for taking the call. Getting the fast lane, Grandma. I'm ready to go to Tim Hortons for some fat-free donuts. The X at 105.9. I'm joined now by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought to you by 84 Lumber. Bob, uh, what were your thoughts on last night's Steelers game, and in particular the ineptitude of the black and gold defense? Well, we talked yesterday about hoping to see Bud Dupree in the backfield a little bit more, and he did get there a couple of times. Um, he was much closer than I thought. So uh, I liked what I saw from him on you know as a whole. Uh, he can still do better, and he's going to need to do better. Um if the Steelers defense is going to have any success this year, because still some questions in the secondary. Um, well, that was very frustrating watching the game, Bob, because it was the basics the Steelers couldn't accomplish. They couldn't cover. They couldn't tackle. Couldn't tackle again. Yeah. Craig Wolfley said three main things last night, tackle, tackle, tackle. I agree with him. In some situations, the Steelers defense was right there. They didn't make the tackle. Um, on others, they were absolutely outplayed or made a bad decision, like on that um, on the tight end's 82-yard touchdown catch. Allen, I, I don't mind him going for that knockdown or that, that breakup. Uh, that he just barely missed it. But once he gets free like that, boy, that Nat Burr, he, he just got turned inside out and just got ran around. And then... Um, I can't remember the the tight end's name. Um, Graham. No, the the other guy, Kiramor Kiramor. At any rate, yeah, he ran away from him. How do you? How does a guy that big run away? Yeah, but what's the difference? I mean, that 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 Burhey's not going to be playing anyway. Well, it was ugly. Um, some good things I saw last night. I agree with you. Um, the inside guys. uh, Look, the the front three. Even though Hayward wasn't in there last night, that's not going to be a problem for the Steelers. I don't think. Um, you had other guys out. You had Watt out, Hilton out, Hay, um, Hayden out. So still some questions. And when you get all of the starters in there, they're going to be a yeah, better defense. Yeah, but Bob, there were a lot of guys playing during the debacle portion of that game on defense that will be getting quite a lot of snaps when the season starts. No, totally understood. But then if you look at the pieces of the puzzle, some of the starters who weren't in there, they have to play as a unit. I think they will be a bit better. They have to be a lot better. Uh What's your take on the arena suspension? Six games for throwing at Acuna. Uh, 
I just think it's absolutely absurd. Well, I thought that there should be a suspension. I thought there would be a suspension. I was blown away by six games. I thought it would be like three. Um, I know they're trying to well, send well, a message. Well, does it shock you to uh, learn, as, as I just informed the audience, that there has not been a prior suspension this year for throwing at a batter? Yeah. And the yeah, first actually. one they deal out is for hitting a guy in the elbow? Well, again, as we talked about yesterday, he hit him in the elbow because he got out of the way. I mean, there was no doubt that the intent was to hit him and to cool him down. Um, And here's the thing about, you know, all the callers saying that if it was a great pitcher, a well-known pitcher, like a Verlander or somebody like that, that wouldn't get any games. I disagree with that. Oh, no, you you couldn't be more wrong, but go ahead. Well, here's my point. The story was that the guy was that red hot that he was hitting that many home runs. He was on fire. That was the story. And then the story morphed into he was knocked down, knocked out of that game on the first pitch with a message, an absolute message, absolute intent. That was the story then. All this, then it becomes the story morphs into you have to do something about that. We want the offense. We want these hitters in the game. You can't just have a guy come up. And do that to him. So, again, six games was a little too many, but I thought there should be a suspension. Well, you know why it's six games, though, Bob? Because it's a pitcher. If he, if, if he suspended him for two games, he wouldn't miss a start. Absolutely. Agreed. So, and, basically, he's missing one start, two tops. Right. And the other thing is is that they have a guy who's not a name right now. They can make a case out of him. They wouldn't want to make a case out of a starting pitcher like one of the guys that you mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, I don't think – again – Three games I thought would have been appropriate message sent. Uh, because it was him, I think he gets six. Uh, did you see Aerosmith on Jimmy Fallon last night? No, I did not. I, I, I always marvel Who was at, it? Was it Tyler and Perry, or was it all no, of them? it was all of them. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because Tyler and Perry were on, I forget what show, just two of them, playing with the house band. And they played Chip Away the Stone a couple years ago, which is one of my very favorite Aerosmith songs. But I marvel at the song choices that, that groups make sometimes because... They were on um, the Today Show uh, two days ago, right. Aerosmith, and they played Love in an Elevator. And, uh, boy, what was the other song? It was a more mainstream. I posted the video on my blog. Like an older one? I, I can't remember. But then last night they played Mamakin, which is in, arguably their very first song they ever did. They played Mamakin and Big Ten Inch Record, <laughs> which is, you know, a, a kind of a novelty record almost. Wow. But, uh, well, I wouldn't expect like Train Kepa Rolling or Remember Walking in the Sand or something. Um, well, yeah, but you wouldn't expect Chip Away the Stone not either. And they played that. I think that was on Letterman. I think that was before Letterman went off. Oh, well, if it's okay, if it's Letterman, yeah, I could understand that. If it was one of the morning shows or one of those, you know, morning entertainment shows, they're not really news. Um, yeah, then I, w- I would be amazed. Okay, I got it right here. They played Sweet Emotion. Okay. Which. Uh, that's about as cool as the mainstream still played on the radio Aerosmith hit as you as there is. I heard you and Randy talking about it the other morning, and my Aerosmith song is When the Lightning Strikes. I, I mean, that and Draw the Line are my two favorites. Uh, Draw the Line is arguably my favorite Aerosmith song ever. Draw the Line and uh, probably Toys in the Attic. Toys in the Attic right up there. Very good one. You, you know, Lightning Strikes was without Perry and Whitford. Yeah, and, and I didn't realize that until I heard you guys say that, and I went back and looked, and I was amazed. That was rocking a hard place. Yeah, I was amazed that he was he was doing the uh, Joe Perry Project at that point. What uh, what Joe Perry Project song uh, got, like, no airplay with the Joe Perry Project and was an integral part of the Aerosmith comeback album, Done With Mirrors? Um, I don't know. 
Let the music do the talking. Oh, was that a Joe Perry project? Yep, well, yep, I did yep. not know that. Although Another Ta- good tune. Tyler, of course, insisted on rewriting the lyrics. <laughs> because, after all, he's Steven Tyler. You wonder why those guys don't get along sometimes. That's Bob McLaughlin, brought you by 84 Lumber. In just 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why last night was just a bummer, man, for Pittsburgh sports. Then we got River Hans coach Bob Lilly at 515. Don't forget the River Hans. Second place in the USL's Eastern Division. They're at home tomorrow night against Charlotte. 105.9.